This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cobra Kai Season 4 is on the way, but Post Show Recaps is prepared to strike first. No mercy as we are kicking off official coverage of Cobra Kai here on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. I am Josh Wiggler. Uh, I would say I am your sensei around these parts, but that's offensive on a lot of different levels. So I'm not your sensei. I'm just the guy who's going to be podcasting about Cobra Kai for you here on PSR as we are talking all things Netflix Karate Kid prequel, sequel, not prequel, sequel series as we're getting into the Johnny Lawrence of it all, the Daniel LaRusso, and so many more for the first time ever on Pojo Recaps covering Cobra Kai. Of course, I am not alone. I'm joined here today by the man who is with me every week on the Everything is Super podcast, where we are covering all sorts of superhero shenanigans. And though he will not be with me on every single episode of the Cobra Kai podcast, he is here to help me kick things off. He is the John Kreese to my Johnny Lawrence. Here he comes, Kevin Mahadeo. Kevin! Wow. I, You know, for a hot second, I, I thought you'd be like John Kreese, Terry Silver, but apparently I am your sensei. That's a bad place to be. It's no terrible. No wonder you've gone off to do your own thing uh, yeah. without me. Also, Wom- I yeah, like what is- would my what would my dojo be? Uh, Wombat do? Wombat do? Maybe like pizza wombats? Wombat pizza munchers? Wombat. I don't know. Like something. Wombat something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wombats. I don't I don't know if that's the best totem for uh, a martial arts. The square poopers. Yeah. The that's wombats poop squares. That's why it's wombats do. Wombat do. <laughs> it does feel appropriate, I will say, um, me coming out to something talking about kicky punchy. Just feels right. (laughs) Uh, It's great to have Kevin here to talk about kicky flippies and such. But let's just really quickly tell you what's going on. So it's a Cobra Kai podcast. So many people over the last year, two years have been in my ear saying, yo, where's the Cobra Kai podcast? Where's the Cobra Kai podcast? And I would have to every single time gently tell them, well, I haven't watched the show. I haven't seen it, so I don't think we could podcast about it if I haven't if I haven't seen it. Certainly, I can't podcast about it if I haven't seen it. And eventually, over time, enough chatter of you should watch Cobra Kai. It's actually incredible. It's actually really good. And me, with you know awareness of the Karate Kid franchise, somebody who watched the Karate Kid movies as a youth, but probably hadn't revisited the Karate Kid since being a youth, was tangentially interested, but not overly interested. And eventually I relented 
And immediately I was like, okay, so it's another one of these classic examples where I was wrong the whole time. Uh, And Cobra Kai is actually exceptional and delightful and improbably uh, wonderful. Uh, Yes, they were right. We should podcast about Cobra Kai. So we're doing it. Cobra Kai has three seasons already out as I am saying these words. Season four coming out on December 31st, 2021. Happy New Year. Happy Media. We are doing Cobra Kai podcasting and we are doing it in an insane way. We are going to cover each and every single episode of Cobra Kai Season 4 with individual episode recaps. The game plan is to drop an episode recap every single day until we're done. We are going to start on December 31st with the Season 4 premiere. We will launch into the new year, January 1st, 2022, with your Episode 2 recap, and so on until we are through Episode 10, the Season 4 finale of Cobra Kai. It's going to be me on the podcast every single time, and we will have special guests rotating in and out along the way to make this all possible. So you wanted Cobra Kai podcasting. Many people wanted to do Cobra Kai podcasting. We're making it happen. Cobra Kai Season 4 podcasting is officially a thing. Kevin, your thoughts? Uh, well, on the podcast, that's awesome. I'm always excited for new podcasts and post-show recaps to not listen to, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, no. He doesn't listen to any always, I'm always thrilled about it because usually you guys cover shows that I really like. Um, this is absolutely the case. So being able to talk about this show is really a joy, honestly. Um, similar to you, I it, I never thought it wasn't going to be my jam. I was aware of Cobra Kai happening, working in the industry I do. Um, I was aware it was coming um, for, for reasons I won't you know get into specifics about. But when it actually launched, I thought it was crazy when it was coming. When it actually launched, it was on that YouTube TV, right? YouTube Red back in the day. That was season one. And I heard so many people talking about it and telling me, like, hey, it's legit good. And I'm like, that's that's crazy talk. There's no possible way that this show is good. It's so but fun. Turns out yeah, it's incredibly fun. It's incredible fun. Throughout the entire first season, people kept telling me. But it was on YouTube, and I was like, I'm not paying for YouTube. Um, when it dropped on Netflix, this was by season two's coming. Um, again, people were talking about it, and I just never got around to it. I always wanted to because I'm actually – I'm actually a pretty big fan of the Karate Kid movies. I have seen all three LaRusso ones, uh, the first one multiple times. I have seen the next Karate Kid. I saw the Karate Kid with Jackie Chan and uh, Jaden Smith Smith in theaters opening (laughs) day. So (laughs) it took me a while to finally get to this show, and it was earlier this year. It was late night. I, I'm usually up really late. My fiance will go to sleep, and that's my time to be like, what What do I want to watch? You're right. Like my own like stuff that I know she'll never want to watch. And there was Cobra Kai. And I was like, you know what? I should start this. I watched what must have been six episodes that night, uh, yeah. just blitzing through that first season because it was, as everyone said, it was so good. Unbelievably so. I just was shocked. By the depth the the story had, by the character stuff that they do, uh, and obviously the like over the top fighting. Um, but it's been it's been a thrill. And then when you were here, Half the kids uh, in school no martial arts now. I know. <laughs> it's so fun. There's just so many elements to it. And while you were here, we watched the third season together. Yeah, uh, and that was a thrill. Yes. Yeah, so my journey with Cobra Kai was eventually relenting and checking out Cobra Kai and then being done with season one and I think season two inside of like 24 hours after I had started watching it. It's like, okay, well, I just destroyed this. This is very yep. fun. For people who have yet to check out the show, we haven't gone into spoiler territory yet. We will get there uh, for the first three seasons of the show. Um, you are encouraged to check out the karate kid first so that you have that lore. But if you don't have that lore, I think that the show does do a good job of explaining the lore to you as you go. I certainly haven't rewatched the karate kid or karate kid two or karate kid three throughout any of this process. And I still feel like I'm picking up absolutely everything that I need to pick up. There's tons of Easter eggs for people who know the franchise much better than I do. Uh, And people like Kevin and other guests who are going to come along here are going to be able to, to, uh, check a lot of that stuff along the way. Um, but it is just 
supremely bingeable. Originally coming out for YouTube Red, which I believe is no longer a thing. Uh, it, is, it is not. It is not a thing anymore. It was an original series for YouTube Red. I remember when it was announced, it was announced on, uh, on stage at, at Comic-Con. William Zabka, who plays Johnny Lawrence in the original Karate Kid movie, Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso, came out on stage and had like a mock fight to, to set up the hype for the fact that Cobra Kai, this Karate Kid spinoff, was going to be a thing. It was going to be the centerpiece of YouTube Red's original programming. YouTube Red stops being a thing or Cobra Kai goes first. I don't remember which, but very quickly afterwards, Netflix is like, Yes, well, we will take you very happily. This will be one of those situations where we will renew a show. Uh, and so Cobra Kai has since then existed on Netflix, a full season that has been produced and released in season three. Uh, season four on its way is the second of the four uh, is the second Netflix season uh, of four seasons total. Kevin, they've already not only do they have a fifth season of Cobra Kai that is going to happen, they've already filmed it, apparently. They wrapped I had no idea about that. They That's wrapped, incredible. They, they tweeted out that they wrapped production on it uh, like last week. So there's more wow. Cobra Kai in the future in addition to the imminent drop of 10 episodes. They're half-hour episodes. They are breezy as hell. You mm -hmm. can easily crush a season of Cobra Kai in a single day, and it is just tremendous amounts of fun. The characters are all, for the most part, really light, sometimes grimdark, but in a way that is really cheesy. Sometimes it's psychological in a way that is surprising and is uh, not even necessarily necessary for a show <laughs> that is based on the Karate Kid, but they do interesting, compelling character work from time to time. They really do. And then they do so much action, so much of which feels very Power, Power Rangers-y. And I don't even mean that as an insult. I mean it in the sense that that show was supremely fun. And this show is incredible amounts of fun. It really is largely about an entire town that is overtaken by the urge to participate in karate and let it run their lives. And so just about every character on the show at some point in time becomes a karate master or uh, a karate student in uh, on their way towards mastery, or they're not even yet a karate student, uh, Kevin, but someday inevitably will become will uh, be. well-versed in, uh, in the arts of karate. I'm looking at you, Carmen Diaz. It is inevitable. <laughs> uh, Amanda I, LaRusso, you are going to take a class. This I will lose happening. my mind. <laughs> if Amanda LaRusso becomes a karate master, I will lose my mind. I like, yeah, it's, it's exactly as you said, Josh, what shocked me, about the show i expected a level of over the topness i expected a level of humor that matched the the style of the 80s and i definitely expected a lot of karate i didn't expect the character stuff that they were gonna do and i was shocked about that like the way that they handle johnny as a character and daniel as a character really all the characters every character i think is flawed in unique ways like nobody's perfect on this show and i think how they handle it and how they handle um their character interactions and growth is extremely and incredibly well done um and i was so surprised but i was also just so surprised by watching the show how much so so much of me wanted to just be like daniel and johnny need to reconcile their differences i just want them to get along a little bit yes. come on guys like yes. it's such a weird thrust of the show to like want these two guys to like kind of hug it out almost yes. um and it's really great what i love about the fighting it's so true that this like karate has overtaken this town it's like karate is like just a part and function of this town and nobody bats an eye at that more or less like it's just a thing it kind of reminds me when you think about like how Scott Pilgrim treats stuff or musicals treat stuff, right? Where you're just like, this is just part of this world and everybody acts like it's more or less normal. That's what karate is here, which is a very 80s thing. Like everybody's bizarrely specifically into one specific stuff. Like, oh yeah, in this town, everybody's a skateboarder. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. there's always that type of stuff in, in, in this 80s town, movies. Nothing matters more than the all valley under 18 karate tournament. Right. Uh, it is uh, the defining the only thing, thing that town. comes close is <laughs> LaRusso's car dealership. Those are the two there, most important things in this town. There are town halls about this karate tournament 
packed full of people. <laughs> like that's how much <laughs> people care about this. That they uh, all showed up just for this discussion. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Just some uh, some broad strokes about the plot. If you need to know more, it's a it's a half hour you know dramedy. Uh, I think it tends to be lighter than it is dark, though sometimes it gets heavy. Uh, but even when it's heavy, it's usually pretty light. Um, so I would I, I, I call it a dramedy, but I would be more inclined to call it a comedy. Uh, 30 minutes long, every single episode, just about uh, martial arts all up and down this piece. Uh, there's always an action scene just about in every single episode, uh, even if it's just two kids who are having a conversation that uh, didn't require uh, lightly pawing at each other. This one, uh, there can be no, you know, sort of relationship discussion without uh, some light uh, uh, karate interplay that is happening from time to time. Uh, it's very, very fun. It is, uh, it is sequelizing mostly the original Karate Kid movie, um, which starred Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso. There was Mr. Miyagi. Uh, Pat Morita, who is uh, no longer with us, is still his legacy is very important to the Cobra Kai show. But as the name implies, this isn't really about the Karate Kid. It is in many ways about the legacy of the rival dojo, uh, the, 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 the bad guys of the initial Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, uh, with poster boy Johnny Lawrence, the, the snotty blonde kid played by William Zabka in the original movie, uh, who sold Sweep the Leg and all of this horrible stuff by Crease, played by Martin Cove. We follow him, this guy who is the most popular kid in school. All these years later, he is down on his luck. Life did not turn out the way that he thought it would when he was effectively the prom king. He's a long way from dressing up as a skeleton and terrorizing the new kid in town. He now, you know, spends his life day drinking, eating leftover long expired slices of bologna uh, and trying to figure out what the hell to do with his life when he has this kind of eureka spurred on by the fact that he re-encounters Daniel LaRusso, who is a successful auto dealer in town uh, and is inspired to start up Cobra Kai all over again. And shenanigans ensue. People come in to, <laughs> to corrupt the Cobra Kai name, to reclaim Cobra Kai. Different, uh, different people have different feelings about what it should mean. Daniel LaRusso, not psyched to see the rise of Cobra Kai. He can't put that behind him in the past as much as he tries. He also has ch uh, challenges at work. He has challenges as a father to Samantha and Anthony LaRusso. Uh, and there's all sorts of other kids that you meet uh, along the way. Miguel Diaz, very important person who lives in the apartment complex that Johnny lives in, who he takes under his wing as his first student, and many more people. Hawk, haven't even mentioned Hawk yet. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what a character. That, man, talk about this show makes you feel things. Like, we're talking here about all these kids, and, you, like, I'm so used to watching teen stuff and, like, I don't know. I'm invested on certain ones, but I didn't expect some of the things, like the feelings I would get, especially for like Hawk and his character journey. Yeah. Like, yeah. Talk about someone like you grow and you're just like, oh, I hate this guy. And then, uh, you know, at certain you're points, you're like, oh, wait, no, he's great. Yeah. And you're so invested in it. Uh, and you're not even touching on the fact that, like, that, yeah, Samantha exists, right? Daniel LaRusso's daughter, who then starts up a relationship with Johnny's son, basically. Johnny's yes. estranged son. Like, there's so much <laughs> in this. Oh, yeah, That's Johnny's so estranged son is a big piece of this as well. Uh, it is high drama. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's it's of the, you know, sort of, for me, I was a big Beverly Hills 90210 fan. Uh, I I loved uh, I loved the OC. Uh, I never got to Gossip Girl, but I'm sure I would have loved Gossip Girl. I have no idea about the <laughs> new version of Gossip Girl, though. Shout out to Deidre. I know that she loves it. Uh, you know, there are people out there who who love that show. I feel like this is fits alongside that stuff, except with incredible amounts of martial arts each and every episode. Yeah, a lot of people punching and kicking and flipping, for sure. Just, just nonstop. Uh, and also, every season ends with some sort of major tie-in to the Karate Kid mythos. This is a thing that I don't want to get into too deep of spoilers until we get into full-on spoiler territory, which we should do in, in, in just a moment here. Um, but it is one of the reasons why it's very fun to know your Karate Kid lore. I even at least, at least tangentially know it enough, and it's always satisfying to me 
but it's always a shock to me, Kevin, that there is so much mythology on which this show is able to draw. It is shocking that they are able to do it and find ways to make it emotional and meaningful, even for people who it doesn't, you know, trigger the automatic nostalgia beats for. This is built on the history of so much stuff, and they honor it in such, spe such spectacular fashion. It is just very lovingly crafted, uh, this show. The things they draw on and they pull from, uh, from the movies, like the first two seasons specifically, like you said, I think it's very much like the first film. It pulls a lot from the first film. But as the show has gone on, they've chronologically been drawing from more and more films. Uh, the most recent season definitely pulls from the second one. And it feels inevitable that they're going to get to that third one. But like you said, never in a way that leaves you in the dark. But some of the stuff that they pull, some of the actors that they pull back mm -hmm. into the show, you're just like, what? Yes. This random person? Uh, so, like, there's, yeah, it's it's incredible how they've been able to pull that off. How they've been able to honor what's come before, not lose, I think, any viewers who maybe haven't seen what's come before. Like, they do such a good job of interweaving stuff and pulling it all together. It's really it's really fascinating. Uh, one piece of non-lore lore I did want to mention, though. Uh, so, you've been saying Ralph Macchio, but it's actually Ralph Macchio. But the reason I think you've been saying Ralph Macchio yes. is because this is this is something we know coming from the industry that we did. Josh and I, if you've listened to us, used to work for Wizard Magazine back in the day. We're in the comic industry. There is a Marvel editor. I don't know if he's still an editor there. Famously, a Marvel editor named Ralph Macchio, <laughs> spelled the like rising well, exact, exact same way. way. Yeah. The amount of times every single person I spent years this guy. I spent years thinking it was the same guy. We I spent years thinking that that Ralph Macchio, uh, after the Karate Kid and my my cousin Vinny decided to quit the business and became a comic book editor. Yep. I was so disappointed when I learned that that is not the case. It's not. It's 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 it was every one of us thought that, and like he got it so many times. Yeah. So it's just such a wonderfully interesting thing where people like everyone I think thought that that this was like this is what happened to him after my cousin Vinny. It's like no, no, it's a different, it's a different person altogether. Yeah. Just happens to be the same spelling, basically. It is a good, different pronunciation. It is a good bit of trivia to the point that uh, you go to Ralph Macchio's Wikipedia page, and it there is a redirect for the editor. See Ralph Macchio editor. <laughs> <laughs> and what the second paragraph begins Machio is not related to the actor Ralph Machio but is nicknamed Karate Kid after that actor's famous role uh, absolutely incredible let's get into spoilers we're going to throw it to commercial real quick on the other side of it we're going to talk about everything that happens in seasons one through three that we want to talk about at least uh, anyway uh, we will do some setup for season four some of the things that we know uh, some of the things that we may suspect about season four uh, if you're going to duck out now because you haven't watched the show yet and now you're hooked because there's going to be a podcast it's going to be a daily release and you want to be involved with the ride we certainly love that uh, there's a few things that you should know right now one is you can email me feedback for the podcast josh at postshowrecaps.com that'll go directly to me that's josh at postshowrecaps.com we are also working on getting a feed for the cobra kai podcast so keep checking postshowrecaps.com slash cobra kai pod to get a feed link for uh this podcast feed so you don't miss an episode of cobra kai in the meantime uh we have this up in the everything is super feed because kevin is here kevin's going to join me again for the first episode recap as well so that'll be in your feeds on december 31st 2021 we will also put that in the everything is super podcast feed which you should subscribe to anyway but we will put the cobra kai podcast in the main feed until that cobra kai uh specific feed is available to you so that's the information that you need before we get into the spoiler filled section let's toss it to commercial kevin we'll come back we'll talk about all things seasons one through three why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip you atv and zip line through the jungle you don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Kevin. Um, so much to talk about uh, when it comes to the specifics of Cobra Kai. One of my favorite tropes is that every season does end with some tease about somebody from the uh, long and storied Karate Kid franchise showing up, whether it was Kreese showing up in the shadows of Cobra Kai. Right. With cigar, <laughs> promising that he that this iconic 1980s villain would be an important part of Cobra Kai. And since then has been a significant main presence on Cobra Kai from the jump to the point that he was like the season three focal character that we kept bobbing and weaving through his history in the Vietnam War. Uh, Season season two ends with uh, the tease of going back to Elizabeth Shue's character, if I'm I'm remembering that right, that Allie was going to be brought back in. And then season three ended with uh, a big Terry Silver tease. Terry Silver being the villain of Karate Kid 3, which people, I think, by and large, don't like. Uh, I enjoyed 3. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not good, but I liked it. I think people tend to not really like it. I remember very little about it. I remember one scene comes to mind where there's like a car that's careening over a cliff. If I'm remembering, there's some sort of cliffhanging action that happens in Karate That's all I remember. Uh, but Terry Silver, who is the bad guy in that movie, played by Thomas Ian Griffith, uh, is uh, slated to be in season four of Cobra Kai. Can you tell me things about Terry Silver? What should I expect from Terry Silver? Yeah, so Terry Silver in the Karate Kid 3, basically he's an old uh, war buddy of Kreese, um, and he gets introduced in the third film because so it's it's really interesting how these films are set up. The first one straight up just ends with Daniel winning. Like it is a Daniel, it's a very Rocky-esque in that Daniel wins, it fits in the air, he looks at Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi, like you know, like nods at him, I believe, and then it's like roll credits, we're done. That's how that first one ends. The part that a lot of people remember where uh Miyagi honks Kreese's nose actually doesn't happen until the beginning of the second movie. That is right. a scene of from the second film where basically Kreese is ready to essentially kill Johnny for failing. Yeah, in the parking so lot. He's actually in gonna murder Johnny. Line. He's yeah. gonna murder a child. Um and Miyagi comes out, uh fights him, embarrasses him basically and hogs his nose instead of like he gives this whole thing about like you know like no mercy and like you know using the same line but then honks the guy's nose and he pushes crease over and that's essentially the last we see of crease and the uh, and cobra kai for the second film the beginning of the third film picks it back up crease is down on his luck he is out of money he's embarrassed you know and he runs into Terry Silver, his old friend. He tells Terry Silver about how, you know, Miyagi and, and Danny Russo embarrassed him. And so Terry Silver essentially befriends and infiltrates Daniel LaRusso's life to turn him against Mr. Miyagi. And the whole thing is all Kreese is doing is all manipulation tactic to ruin 
the relationship between these two and to ruin Daniel LaRusso. Uh, I distinctly remember a scene where like Kreese just jumps out of nowhere like, ah, it was me, you know, and it's just very, very amusing. And of course, the ending of the movie pits, uh, you know, Daniel back with uh, Mr. Miyagi against uh, uh, Terry and Kreese. So that's sort of the setup there. He's a person who was loyal to Kreese because he owed Kreese his life, I believe. Is is what it? Well, what we he said see in that. the original movie, and we, we do see and that we now. We see that in season three. We see the story of how yes. Terry Silver came to be indebted to. Would have been of a misdirect because I definitely thought the kid with the long black hair, which is what uh, Terry Silver has, yes. was him. No, that that guy dies. It's someone else entirely. Who I guess they do that. that guy's hairstyle. They do that on purpose, I think. Uh, also, I totally had it wrong uh, when we were hanging. So we were hanging out in Los Angeles the other week, and we, Kevin and I, crushed all of season three in a single mm-hmm. day, basically, maybe two days. I think maybe we finished it on the next day. Uh, we did. Just- we had to go to sleep at a certain point. And we were like, we'll finish it tomorrow. And then we yeah. did. <laughs> uh, but I told you that uh, the captain was played by Anthony Michael Hall. I was wrong. It is uh, an actor. Terry Serpico is who plays. Uh, oh, who plays no wonder Robin was yeah. just like, oh, it's close. It's close. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he, you know, effectively like Mortal Kombat happens and Kreese has to kill the captain. And it happens at the exact same time that they're being uh, liberated from a POW camp. Uh, and I guess Kreese doesn't have to kill the captain. He chooses to kick the captain down into a snake pit filled with cobras. Uh, and then Terry Silver at the end of it, Kreese, you're incredible. You saved my life. I'll, I'll never forget it. Anything you ever need, ever, I'm happy to do. And so they showed us that storyline in uh, season three. And it is a setup for season four because Thomas Ian Griffith is coming back to play the character. Um, That should be pretty fun. The thing that I'm really excited about is where we left season three heading into season four, Kevin, is it is not just Miyagi-Do versus Cobra Kai anymore. It is Cobra Kai. It now belongs to the Anaconda Snakes, as I like to say. It's firmly in the category of the bad guys. And it's not just them against Miyagi-Do. It's them against the combination Pizza Hut Taco Bell of karate, which is Miyagi-Do and Tiger Fang. Because, of course, Johnny gets back into the game and decides that the name of his new dojo will be Tiger Fang because that's a Eagle Fang. Eagle Fang. Fang. Sorry, Eagle (laughs) Fang. Tiger Fang would have made a lot more sense. Tiger Fang makes too much sense. (laughs) Eagle Fang, that eagles have fangs, and the logo, the art for Eagle Fang is hysterical uh it is tremendous and so metal and so 80s and so so johnny of what johnny (laughs) thinks is badass uh that we're finally kevin entering a season with an alliance between johnny lawrence and daniel larusso how long can this hold probably not very long probably not very long past his prologue it never works out between these guys but you want it. I think the job does such a good job, or the show does such a good job of having you, the viewer, want that. And they're delivering now, like just having them, the ending of that, you know, moment of season three where they're all together. And it's like, it's, it's, it's a culmination of like what you've wanted from the show. And you're really excited that we're here. You know, in your heart of hearts, it's never going to work out because every time these two have come close to reconciling their differences, it's fallen apart. Um, so I hope it, it sticks through at least c- until they can take down Crease in some way, shape, or form. Um, because boy, oh boy, is Cobra Kai just a bunch of pieces of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, this, the worst kids. Yeah. Um, and I also just really love that moment, like when they decide that they're gonna have to join together. When uh, Johnny is there fighting Crease at the end, uh, getting his butt kicked for a moment, and then Daniel has to come in to help him. I think it's such a great moment. It's such yes. a weird, cathartic, like I don't know, emotional moment, which you never think you would get from a show like this or from the Karate Kid. It's very bizarre how they're able to really, really manipulate your strings like this. Um, it's it's great, uh, but they they constantly are aligning and then falling apart. And we were watching season three and early on in season three uh, because, uh, you know, Johnny's kid is missing. And so they want to track him down. There's this mutual interest in making sure that nothing bad is going to happen to Robbie Keane because he was Daniel's prized student. He's Johnny's son. Uh, but there's some tension there automatically because of that. Also, Robbie's on the run because he, uh, he, <laughs> I'm the student who got kicked <laughs> off of the second floor. 
uh, which is the incredible thing that Miguel Diaz says at the testimonial in season three. I'm the kid who was kicked off the second floor. Uh, oh, yes. How, how could we forget? How could we forget you? Uh, that Robbie's on the run and has been for two weeks at the start of season three. <laughs> I do just I need to stop for a moment to just appreciate that that's the world this show exists in. That's the world that I love that that like this You is see the, him at one point at, show. The, at the end of the season 3 premiere he has to put the hood up at one point like up. Tom Cruise in Ghost Protocol like he's going <laughs> undercover because he can't, he has he's like blending in with the transient scene he can't it's... be found so wild and again all of this happened he's on the run because he kicked a student off the, off second, the floor. second floor balcony. And yeah. by the way, if you haven't watched, <laughs> this is in school. There was a school brawl. There was a brawl in school. Season. Everyone in school knows karate now. Uh, and so there's, there's there was all... an adult beating up children with karate. <laughs> there's, there's, you know, so much tension throughout season three because there's these very significant battles breaking out around town between the students of Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do. And anyway, so Robbie is MIA because like, oh shit, what did I do? He was just trying to defend Samantha's honor. Uh, and little did he know that he was going to cause so much damage to Miguel and put him in a coma and it would be hard for Miguel to relearn the ability to walk and he's still getting back on his uh, on his feet in terms of where he was uh, as the former, I suppose, reigning All-Valley mm -hmm. champion is Miguel Diaz. Uh, and so Robbie's on the run, and Johnny and Daniel team up, and they go and they kick the crap out of all of these bad guy mechanics at the auto shop because Johnny can't help himself, and Daniel gets involved too. And then from that moment on, Daniel's like, you're too crazy, Johnny. You're such a crazy guy, Johnny. <laughs> That's my Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> Johnny, you're always just causing problems, aren't you, Johnny? Yes, one of the people up. Shut up, LaRusso. You're loser, LaRusso. Uh, God, I love those Johnny are, and LaRusso so are, much. You, you're, it's a pretty good impression, pretty good. Kevin, of, uh, of Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> I got to tell you, when Mr. Miyagi used to tell me all about karate, <laughs> I would always have something to say. Uh, and so you had a little bit of a team up between Daniel and Johnny, and then it goes sideways. And then the rest of the season, you're just left wanting them to get it together. And so now we enter season four, and it should be the season of Daniel and Johnny, except, Kevin, that apparently they've already written and produced and filmed a fifth season, which yep. means inevitably the Daniel and Johnny alliance cannot hold through season I, four. It can't. I mean, their their styles are so different. <laughs> They're both so, like, sure of themselves and their techniques that you can see, like, oh, it's going to be... Like, I expect from moment one... I expect season four to start off and already they're just going to be trouble with the two of them arguing about how to train these students properly. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. But like, that's the drama of the show, right? Like that's what you're getting into. And we're invested enough that we're, we know it's going to happen, but we want to see it. We want to see how it plays out. Um, there's just, yeah. And not even to also, there's the relationship issues that are happening across the board. There's just so much in this show that is just so compelling. Um, but Robbie, what a what a character on the run, like you said, has now joined with Crease also. So you have that aspect of this, which I think is really interesting because with Daniel and Johnny not able to get their own shit together, uh, that is obviously rubbed off in a lot of ways on uh Robbie, who doesn't have his father figure anymore. He doesn't have it through Daniel, who he was replacing Johnny with, basically. And Johnny is not there enough for him or stable enough. Uh, for Robbie. So he's turned to Crease and joined uh, Cobra Kai basically at the end of the third season, which really to me also means like there's going to be the big rematch of season four has to be Miguel versus Robbie again. Miguel yeah. defending his title, except this time as part of uh, <laughs> Eagle Fang and Miyagi Do against Robbie, who is now part of Cobra Kai. Eagle so... Fang. Eagle Fang. Eagle Fang. Is unbelievable. It's just wild. Uh, Eagle Fang uh, is an incredible name, uh, and I don't know. This is like this is like Friday Night Lights, uh, East Dillon Lions territory. Oh my you know? god, it really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's utterly incredible. Uh, so that's a big thing that we're wondering as we're heading into season four. 
is can Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang keep it together long enough to at least lift each other up before the All-Valley Tournament with a Cobra Kai that is ruthlessly run right now? Uh, They've got all sorts of terrible people at Cobra Kai. Kyler, right? That's the name of the dude who is initially trying to date Samantha, who's now part of the Cobra Kai dojo. Am I getting that right? I think it's Uh, Kyler. Yeah. Josio is Kyler. So he's back. It's a great (laughs) name. Uh, Peyton List is Tori Nichols. Yes. Uh, uh, What a maniac Tori is. Tori is someone who also pulled out uh, a... Not Wolverine Claws, but close enough in the end of season two that was going to, I guess, murder Sam. (laughs) It's just, there's so much easy like moments in here of just like oh man this person is about to kill a child or this person is about to stab someone with a piece of glass yeah there's a lot of that in this show tori's tori, a maniac tori nichols would have very happily killed samantha larusso uh and, and multiple points throughout season three samantha's story is i'm traumatized they tried yeah. to kill me with karate <laughs> and it's horrifying <laughs> it's horrifying it is um, horrifying, especially just that statement. Also, she's like, "All right, guys, we're gonna go and we're gonna we're gonna strike first against Cobra Kai. We're gonna show them that we can defend ourselves." And then Cobra Kai retaliates by snapping Dimitri's arm in half in very public fashion yep. as Samantha Larusso is left Brutal. as a hallowed husk in the corner of the laser watching it arena. happen. Watching it happen. <laughs> Uh, this show is a nightmare sometimes. It's intense. It's intense. Uh, so- uh, another nightmare moment. I think we talked about this yeah. while we were watching it. How you know we are old adults at this point. Uh, at the end of that season, right? Like, there's a confrontation, which is... And I'm sort of more okay with it being in public at this, like, laser tag arena. But then at the end of the season, they have a fight in the LaRusso household between Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do, yes. and they're just smashing stuff up in the house. And I'm just like, oh my god, no! All so the it cost so much money! Their house! And I'm like, yep, I'm the old man here. More concerned about the house than anything else. I was really worried about all, cost. all of the precious artifacts. Don't desecrate Mr. Miyagi's uh, you know, yeah. incredibly important legacy items. Ugh, you know, the, the hand thing Tori's done is mm-hmm. not traumatize Sam or cut her on the arm leaving yeah. a literal scar, but smashing Mr. Miyagi's photo. <laughs> Kevin, the story the story for Samantha and Tori can really only end one way, right? And that's with Samantha kicking Tori off of the second floor <laughs> <laughs> of a building. Uh, she's got to fall two, two stories. That's the only way this story can end. So that's how it's got to go. I don't, they're going to, the, the, one of the matches in the karate tournament is going to also be on an elevated playing field somehow. This season, this season has to end with all that. Right, we're we're hyping, we're, we're building our way back up to All Valley. Are they going to stretch All Valley out to season five? I hope not. It's not I impossible. Hope that they don't. Uh, yeah, it's not impossible, but I really hope that's not what happens. I hope we get All Valley at the end of season four because we thought we were going to get at the end of season three, and for many reasons, obviously they had to get the story to a certain point. So I do hope season four is going to have the All Valley tournament match. Either that. Or they're leading up to season four is lead up to the match. And then literally the yeah. entire season five is just a tournament. It is just 10 episodes of tournament. In which case, I'm fine with that. Yes. If that's the plan, I'm in. Like, Sign I'm okay. Up. Sign me up. Uh, season so, five is just Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, they get they get summoned to what's it called? Uh, Outworld? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know who I want. Uh, Hawk is, he's got the, the hair to do the Kung Lao thing. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> he Hawk. Takes, he takes off his hair and throws yes. it like knives. <laughs> well, that's obviously a wig that Jacob Bertrand is wearing as Hawk. There's just no way that's real hair. Uh, I can't it, imagine. It looks very wiggy and I'm always on wig watch. Uh, Hawk, speaking of, big heel turn from Hawk. Hawk and Dimitri have their great moment where they're bonded again by the end of season three. Are you excited to see Hawk uh, rejoining the good guys? He's been so bad for so long, Kevin. He's been very bad for so long. And that's the thing I think the show does well because I'm so torn because he's done so much bad stuff that I don't know. But the show is really good at actually showing the emotional beats of him wanting to regretting some of his decisions and wanting to turn back towards the light in a way so it doesn't feel forced it doesn't feel out of nowhere it makes sense 
I don't think he's quite there yet to like you're fully on board with him, but I think that's purposeful. Um, I want him to like come back towards the light, but this is a show that's not always going to give you what it wants, what yeah. you want. So you do, you don't really know how it's going to end up. I definitely think there's still going to be some some moments of uh, headbutting with him and Dimitri, quite quite possibly literally. Um, but I like that he came to Dimitri's aid because they have a long friendship. And honestly, when Cobra Kai, the place you're with, recruits the person that bullied you so bad, that is partially the reason you even joined Cobra Kai to begin with because you wanted to become something else. That really, I think, says a lot emotionally for uh, Hawk's turn, ultimately, right? Like, yeah. his bully is there on the bad guy's team. That's his moment of just like, are we working for the baddies? Like, you know, that's that's his moment when yeah. that happens. Yeah, that's when he knows. Um, Robbie is going to be a Cobra Kai student. I think we can fairly safely say, uh, I'm I'm tired of Robbie Keane. I think Robbie wow. Keane Robbie, Robbie Keen is pretty close to being my least favorite character on Cobra Kai. That's uh, wild. It's just too much. He's the bad boy, then he's not. Then he's the bad boy again, then he's not. Well, it's the, it's the typical he's the bad boy that wants to do good, right? Like, he, he wanted to be a good boy, and it all <laughs> fell apart and blew up in his face. Yeah, when, uh, he, when Miguel fell down the two stories. Yes, I do think his story in season three was a bit much with the, like, on the run, and then he's in juvie, and then now he's out, and he's with Crease. So, like, you're having a weird storyline for Robbie in season three. I liked him a lot in season one and two more than I thought I would, but I will admit, season three was a bit of a weird journey for this character. Yeah, uh, it was strange. Yeah, he had to learn how to strike first uh, in prison, and that's how he gained the respect of his fellow inmates. Do you think his fellow inmates in juvie are going to get out and join Cobra Kai? I honestly hope not. <laughs> It was such a weird thing that I'm just like, oh, no, we don't need to see these guys again. These, this yeah. is a weird storyline. <laughs> um, other things that need to happen in Cobra Kai season four. Uh, we need to explore the developing romance between Johnny Lawrence and Cameron Diaz further. Um, uh, Cameron Diaz. No, that's I was about person. to say that that Carmen. <laughs> I mean, we do need to investigate the, the growing romance between Johnny Lawrence and Cameron Diaz. Carmen Diaz, how's Miguel going to handle it when he finds out that his teacher is also his new aspiring stepfather? I feel like Miguel should be, like, okay with this, right? Because, like, Johnny has been... Like, this this show is all about father figures and the influence they can have on you yes. and how that can affect you uh, and how that shapes you as a person. And I think Johnny has been a father figure for Miguel since Go. Since season one, that has been his point and purpose, is helping him um, both as a sensei but also as a dad. And so I would think Miguel would be positive towards the developing development of this relationship. However, we do know Johnny is a bit of a F-up, to say the least. Yes. So I do think if Johnny does something dumb, which is likely for Johnny... Miguel is going to take it really bad. Yeah. So we definitely need to watch out for that. <laughs> How about this, though? How is Johnny going to take it if Miguel decides, you know what? Eagle Fang is fun, but I'm interested in exploring Miyagi-Do. What happens when Johnny loses Miguel to Daniel LaRusso? Is that going to be the thing that blows everything up? I honestly hope that they don't take that route because I think they've done a good job of establishing Sam firmly in the Miyagi-Do camp and uh, Miguel firmly in Eagle Fang and wanting to, to help Johnny. And I think they need to be the two, right? Sam and Miguel need to be the two that are able to reach across the island, bond with each other here, uh, as opposed to or at least show that Daniel and Johnny show them that it's possible, right? Because if you have Miguel go over to Miyagi, though, I think you lose the ability to have these two connect in a way. So I think Miguel and Sam, especially them getting back together because they were dating and stuff, you know, before Robbie came in the picture and this the whole high school drama of it all. Um, I think that's a strong uh, showcase of how this could happen. So I, I think Miguel needs to be, and Sam needs to be the unwavering, um, Stall, you know, stalwarts of Miyagi Do and Eagle Fang. 
Whereas yeah. Johnny and, and Daniel have their own nonsense that they're constantly dealing with. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know. I think that the show, it does tend to do this thing where the character loyalties and alliances reshuffle from season to season. Some of them have been pretty steady. Like we are, we have been waiting for LaRusso and Lawrence to team up in a meaningful way. And it feels like we've gotten there, but Hawk has bounced around through all of the different sides of this thing. Uh, Robbie has gone from the light side to the dark. And I feel like Miguel has been fairly steady uh, at least, you know, yeah, he kind of had a mean streak in his his uh, acceptance of Cobra Kai, and that became the downfall between him and Samantha. But he's always had Johnny Lawrence loyalty. So I feel like that's something that either absolutely just stick with that all the way through the show, or it's the next thing that really needs to be shaken up. And I'm not sure which direction we go. In. And I just do feel like I can see the line of if you unplug Miguel from uh, from Eagle Fang, and if you put him in Miyagi-Do, then that causes all kinds of friction between uh, Miguel and Johnny and not Cameron Diaz. It makes Johnny and LaRusso's uh, loyalty to each other. It's going to test that to the point of breaking, potentially. And then throw in, what if Samantha uh, decides that she needs to really step up her game against Tori Nichols so it's better for her to join Eagle Fang? And there's another kid swap that happens here, Kevin. What if we're just going to keep trading kids back and forth all series long? I mean, it's quite possible because you know what? We're not even considering the addition of Terry Silver and what it could mean because Terry Silver's whole money. deal was... He's got money, but he's also infiltration, right? His whole thing was turning um, uh, Daniel against Mr. Miyagi. So are we going to have that somehow reflected here? Are we going to be introduced to another child? Are we going to be introduced to Terry yeah. Silver's child who's going to come in and play infiltrator and try to, like, cause, you know, sow chaos from within and be the reason why people get swapped around? It's quite possible. There's so no, many. No That's way. what's amazing about this show is that it's really kind of unpredictable into the wackiness that they're going to end up doing. Uh, which makes it very delightful to watch. <laughs> I'm I'm both sad that I'm not going to be able to watch this as a binge and excited that I am going to watch it episodically so I can stop down and savor every single insane detail of Cobra Kai. Because uh, I think that a lot of it blurs together when you binge it. But when you stop down, uh, for me, it'll be on a daily pace of being able to watch one episode a day and just chew on all of the ridiculous dialogue each and every time. I think it's going to be a good a, a good time here on the podcast for sure. Kevin, what do you want to do about predicting how this season ends? Do you want to put money on the fact that Hillary Swank is going to show up or, <laughs> or what? I don't I don't know if I want to put money on the fact Hillary Swank. Where else can they up. go? They got to go to the next Karate That's, Kid. I think that is where they might tease her at the end of the season. I don't know if she's going to be here at the end of the season. Although if they have filmed five and four back to back, she might. Because if she is going to be in five, they had her to film for four. So yeah. it's a possibility. I don't, I, I think... Hillary Swank and the next Karate Kid is the the end of it in terms of like where they can go because I I think it's been established that um, the Jackie Chan uh, film does not take place in the same universe as the original franchise. Oh, is that right? Well, it, yeah, it's a it's a different. What about universe, Cobra so... Kai: No Way Home uh, as season <laughs> six, the final season, the TV movie Cobra Kai: No Way Home, and then you get Jackie would, Chan to show up. So I would love Jackie Chan to show up. I wouldn't be as thrilled about Jaden Smith coming in. But it is worth noting, Will Smith is a producer on this. I think he's an executive producer on this show. On Cobra Kai? I think so. Are you right So um, You never know. You yeah. never know what could happen. He's an executive producer. Uh-huh. So um, uh, it's a possibility that that could happen. You could no way home this, I guess. Um. But I think my prediction for this season is the more I think about it, the more I think you're possibly right. And we're not going to get the tournament in four that we're going to oh, get the God. tournament in five. So and I harsh. think that it is harsh. But I think four is going to be the growing pains of Johnny and Daniel working together and trying to come together in this. I want to see a, uh, a befriending 
between Carmen and uh, Amanda LaRusso. Yes. I want that relationship because like we saw a little bit of that early on in season one. I want that to continue. I love the idea of the women in this show being just like these guys and their lunacy. Uh, I would love for that to continue here. Um, it's not and- fair to the rest of the cast of the show because Johnny Lawrence is on the show. So he's you know one of the best characters in the history of filmed media. I think in TV, <laughs> it goes Tony Soprano, Walter White, Johnny Lawrence. Those are kind of the three. <laughs> seems the big, right, seems right. The big, yeah, yeah. the big three. So everybody else is just catching up. Um, but Amanda LaRusso, second best character on the show. She's great. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, she goes I in when it. she marches into Crease. It's like kids are trying to kill each other. It's like, mm, well, good. Well, how about I monologue? And she just slaps him in, the, him in face. the face. And granted, he plays it relatively well in terms of she assaulted me. He struck first. He strikes first by calling the cops first. And so the cops once again doing absolutely jack shit. Yeah. Uh, but, I uh, think I compared the police in this town to WWE referees. Yeah. Where they only see stuff at particular times. Other times they're like, oh, I miss him using the yeah. chair against the opponent. Yeah. can't do anything about it but amanda amanda smacking crease mid monologue is maybe my favorite moment of the whole it's show. incredible it's uh, incredible it's just unbelievable so i want to see more i want to see more uh yes. moving into into season four um emily fox is listening in on the other side of the podcast studio right now uh she has some uh, first official feedback for the cobra kai podcast uh she says uh she might teach someone how to dance and i was confused when that's the first message i got uh, she's using karate moves. It's such a pivotal moment for her. She needs to spread the knowledge to the next generation. Hillary Swank forever. Uh, <laughs> uh, apparently, that is something that happens in the next Karate Kid. Emily would then go on to explain to me that it's in her Karate Kid movie. She goes to a dance, to a slow dance. She panics, and then she does slow arm chops on either side to settle in to a slow dance with the guy. Uh, Emily apparently used to do this in college. Wow. I knew the, Emily in college and I didn't remember. I, didn't I was going to say, has she done this to you in college? Uh, uh, no. Well, now I, now I expect her to do this dance at our wedding. So um, uh, tell her to, to practice those moves. I will I will <laughs> inform her for sure. Uh, Hillary Swank forever, though. I'm on Hillary Swank watch for season four. Uh, maybe I should just rewatch the next Karate Kid so it's very fresh in my mind so that I can pick up any possible Easter eggs heading into season four of Cobra Kai. I, yeah, I think I need to do a watch myself. Um, I've only seen the next Karate Kid maybe twice. I've seen the first one, what has to be at least five times. I've seen the, the second one maybe like once or twice. I've seen the third one at least three or four. So I think, uh, I think I should do, you know, now that they've kind of covered two. Um, I should rewatch three and go to the next Karate Kid yeah. as well and refresh myself on a lot of that. Um, to bring things yeah. somewhat full circle, Kevin, I was very mad at the next Karate Kid when it came out because it robbed Beverly Hills 90210 of Hillary Swank. She was a series regular and then she got cast in the next Karate Kid. She's like, all right, peace out. I got to go be a karate. I had no idea that uh, Hillary Swank was a series regular on Beverly Hills. Very briefly. And I may be getting the timeline wrong. It's a 1994 film, The Next Karate Kid. It is possible that she did that first. And then she was on uh, Beverly Hills. I mean, this stuff, this stuff happens yes, a lot in the correct. teen drama that's world. Correct. No, she ended up leaving Beverly Hills 90210 so that she could go win an Oscar. for. Bullshit oh, okay. Crime. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, uh, that's, yeah. That's the better call on that yeah, one. She, she made yeah. she made the right decision there. Two-time Academy Award winning Hillary Swank, season five of Cobra Kai. That's my prediction. Uh, that's she won going twice. Into. Did she win for a million dollar baby too? Yeah, yes. I knew she yes. was nominated. I didn't know she yes. won for that. Damn, yes. good for her. She's going to go for the Emmy next. Uh, <laughs> best supporting actress for Cobra Kai season five. That's my prediction. Hot I mean, listen, I would love for Hillary Swank to come in what is considered by many to be of the obviously of the of the four not the best uh to andrew garfield the situation here and have her coming out of this series everybody loving the next garage kid would be kind of amazing yeah um all right uh anything else before we uh we close out the preview show kevin uh i wanted to just touch on the karate of it all (laughs) yeah i guess (laughs) that's important to cover yeah I do think, like, listen, uh, you know, did you I've ever do karate? Critical. Were you a human being who did karate as a kid? Wait, do you not know this about me? 
yeah, uh, I was a I was a national competitor for Taekwondo. Stop uh, that! Stop yep, it! No for my way! Teenage years. Yep. Uh, I Are have a serious? black belt. Yeah, I have Stop a black this. belt. But I stopped doing this is a it bit. shortly after. No, I'm deadly serious. Uh, I I competed nationally in Taekwondo. Um, I went to two national competitions. Uh, I got silver in my first one. Terry silver. Uh, but after yeah, after my um, after I got my black belt, about like eight months to I think a year after that, I suffered an injury pretty bad. Did someone um, sweep the leg? Someone kicked um, you off of a two-story balcony? I will say it, it was a leg injury, and it wasn't another person. It was just one of those things that happened uh, during training. Um, but I, it, the, the injury basically knocked me out from doing martial arts for a very long time. I started back up in college um, uh, under a style called Kung Nu. Uh, me and a couple of friends, we took that for about, I want to say, almost two years. Uh, my, my, my injury, I'm not even gonna call out what the injury is because I, in case I ever get into a fight with someone, I don't want them to know where to go. <laughs> yeah, but they're just going to go for the legs every time. I mean, it's not a terrible, uh, decision if you're doing that one way or yeah. another, just always go for the leg, honestly. Um, and so I did that for a while, uh, in college and I really liked it. And then I had the same injury happen because oh my God. In certain injuries don't heal great. Um, I'm doing all right now. I just, uh, I, I obviously don't work out still anymore. But yes, I was a national Taekwondo competitor. I took martial arts for a very, very long time. That's incredible. Um, I had no idea. And I, I will admit, I started because of bullying. Um, it, it is, it is a truism. Like it, it is, it really helps. It's a huge part Not of this show. That's a, it, a it is a huge, huge part piece of, the of it. Show. Yeah. And how, how it, how it's supposed to help. You know, like I think the, the, the Cobra kindness of it all, I think is really accurate in terms of like turning things the wrong way versus Miyagi Do and parts of that about like the true purpose of doing stuff like that is yes, to defend yourself. The key is defense. Um, and you just feel more confident about it and feel better. Uh, so like there's a lot there. But yeah, I, I definitely did martial arts for a long time. I will say what the reason I bring it up is because like I've been pretty critical on other stuff about like the fighting and things like that uh i really love great action scenes you called it out earlier and i do think it's accurate like listen this is very power rangers-esque in their martial arts it's very over the top there's a lot of like throws and flips and smashing into stuff uh so it's not like you're you're not looking at a, a perfectly choreographed fight scene like you might get from uh the raid or you know in a lesser extent even from some of the marvel movies uh but if you go in knowing that like you're going into Power Rangers, you're not looking for like perfect fighting. You know, you're looking for fun, and I think it has a lot of that in this. I think there's a lot of elements of those moments in this that I can appreciate. It's not the best fighting, but it's enjoyable to watch. I will say. Yeah, uh, I have a blast watching this show. It was a very quick binge through seasons one and two. I took a break, and then you and I watched season three together in uh, a little more than a day. And uh, I I fell hard for for Cobra Kai, so I'm really I'm really excited to to stand by and mark this show uh, and see where it takes us. So all of the relevant info you want to send in feedback, email me Josh at postshowrecaps.com. We are working on the Cobra Kai specific podcast feed that'll be at postshowrecaps.com/slash Cobra Kai Pod. Once that is available for you, uh, beyond that, you can tweet me at Round Howard. Hit up Kevin as well at Kev Mahadeo. Kevin's going to return for the series or season four premiere, rather, of Cobra Kai on December 31st, 2021. We will turn that podcast around as close to immediately as possible. Uh, Kevin is going to uh, stay up late and watch the season premiere and i will be on very early in the morning <laughs> i think it's gonna be like 3 30 my time on the east coast on december 31st 2021 podcasting with kevin about the season four premiere of cobra kai so we'll get that up for you on december 31st as quickly as possible and then it's going to be a podcast every day until we are through cobra kai season four so if you want to keep up with our pace one episode a day that's the pace it's gonna be fun gonna be a really good time uh follow kevin at kev mahadeo we are on a little bit of a one week break on the everything is super podcast so you can still hear us talking about the x-men over at post show recaps is patron feed patreon.com slash post show recaps you can be a patron and get the extra podcast in your feed 
or you do not have to sign up for the Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash recaps. The extra podcast is what it's called, is free to listen to on the website. Kevin, what else? What else is going on? Uh, YA is happening. We took a little bit of a two-week break for uh, personal uh, reasons, but uh, we're back on. Uh, we're going to be doing the Maze Runner. We're going to be running through some mazes uh, featuring Dylan O'Brien is uh, the star of that series, which who, he's had a bit of a resurgence lately between the Taylor Swift music video that's come out and also showing up on Curb Your Enthusiasm this season. Uh, so you know, give, give, give a watch to that. You can listen to uh, our coverage, me and Melissa Woodward, covering Maze Runner for YA uh, on the Patreon feed. Uh, like Josh said, patreon.com slash post recaps. If you sign up there at the file dollar level, you can definitely check in and listen to that. Um, I think that's the main thing. The year's almost over. Who knows if that's a good thing or a bad thing anymore? Who knows? You it's know like what? A- it, it's a good thing because the year being almost over means that Cobra Kai season four is that's almost true. here. Uh, and it's coming to your podcast one feed last here. One wonderful present for on 2020. Show free. 2021. Good God, I don't even know what year it is. 2020 has <laughs> been a long two years, my friend. Looking like a long three. All right, we will be back for the season four premiere of Cobra Kai. Coming your way in just a little while. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.